Once upon a time, in an age of forests and firelights, our ancestors were wise to the spectrum of human identity. Among the fairy tales and myths they told were stories of glass coffins and marble statues, eunuchs and androgynes, chaste marriages and bodily transformations, symbolic stories that hint at other identities, tales of asexuality. This is the Asexual Fairy Tales Podcast, and I'm your storyteller, Elizabeth Hopkinson. Each month I'll be reading you another story from my books of asexual fairy tales. Some of these are old tales of myth and legend, in which I first found representation for my asexual identity. Others are original stories by me, based on traditional motifs. It's a personal selection. I hope you find something in it that speaks to you too. So sit back if you are able, relax and enjoy another asexual fairy tale. Hello and welcome to the Asexual Fairy Tales podcast and Happy New Year! Before we get started let me remind you that my new novel with an asexual protagonist, Cage of Nightingales, a historical fantasy set in an alternate 18th century Italy, is out now, so go to my website with the links if you want to find out more. Now, on to this month's story. It's January, and I happen to be currently reading The Snow Girl by Sophie Anderson, so I'm going to give you my retelling of the Russian story of the snow maiden, or Snegorotchka. I can also, by the way, recommend as a novel retelling The Snow Child by Eowyn Ivy. I'd just like to apologise in advance for the bad Russian pronunciation. I know people who can speak Russian, I'm not one of them. But the story of Snegorotchka or the Snow Maiden appears in many forms. There is a version in Old Peter's Russian Tales by Arthur Ransom and another one called Snowflake in Andrew Lang's Pink Fairy Book all tell in some version of a maiden of snow coming to life in the human world only to melt away but the reason for her melting differs from tale to tale. My version is mainly based on the opera by Rimsky-Korsakov which premiered in 1882 at the Mariinsky Theatre. The opera itself was based on an 1873 play and in this version it introduces the idea that Snegorotchka will melt if she falls in love. The betrayal of her in this story is somehow less than human because she can't love does resonate with contemporary experience of aphobia and ace erasure. So just a little content warning for that I suppose. This version of the story gives Snegorotchka two contrasting suitors, Lel and Vizgur. Is what Snegorotchka feels for Lel a romantic attraction? Does Miss Gure represent sexual love? I'll leave that for you to decide. The play, as well as inspiring an opera, also inspired an 1878 ballet by Marius Pepita, which I watched online during the course of my research, and I can highly recommend it. And I'd like to dedicate this retelling to all of those who were suffering as a result of the Russia-Ukraine war. Many thousands of years ago, 
when nature spirits still walked the earth. Father Frost, the Winter King, fell in love with the beautiful spring, and she with him. It should have been against both their natures, but such is the way of love. It often transcends what is considered natural, but nature is apt to resist. Spring brought Father Frost a daughter whom they named Snegorotchka, the snow maid, but from the time of her birth, winter reigned over the land of the Bavendians. The seasons never turned, and Snegorotchka was kept close by her father in a cabin deep in the woods, guarded by the spirits of the forest. However, her father could not be with her all the time. He had blizzards to call up and icicles to fall, and the forest guardians were not always as watchful as they might have been. So it was that Snegorotchka often wandered from her cabin and hid among the snow-clad trees to watch the humans. One of these humans was the shepherd Boilel, who often wandered the forest paths, playing his flute to the birds and beasts. It was a wonder to see the timid creatures creep forth from their hiding places at the sound of Lel's music, and sit with twitching ears as if enjoying every note. But Lel was not always alone with the forest creatures. Snegorotchka noticed that he was a handsome youth, with high cheekbones and a lithe figure. The village girls noted him too. They would chase after Lel and dance around him, begging him for a kiss. Or sometimes they would cover his eyes and hide among the trees calling out to him in shrill voices, daring him to sing them. Snegorotchka watched all this in wonder. What was the meaning of these games? What would it be like to be a human and have companions to chase about the woods? More and more often she crept close to the village to watch its comings and goings, its work and its festivals. More and more she felt lonely in her cabin, with non-born sprites for company. Next time her father visited, she made a request. Father, I beg to be born as a human and live my life as one of them. Father Frost was shocked by this request and sent for Snegorotchka's mother, the beautiful Spring. What is this, my snowflake? Spring said. You wish to live among humans? Yes! Snegorotchka clapped her hands. I wish to be human and dance with the beautiful Lel. He makes my heart sing, and his face delights me. My daughter, Father Frost scowled, I must tell you now that it is impossible for you to feel love. If you ever did, you would melt away. But Snegorotchka insisted that she wished to be human. Very well, said the beautiful spring. It shall be so. But if you are ever in trouble, call on me, and I will come to your aid. In the village of the Bavendians lived an old couple named Bobble and Boblinka. For many years they lived in hope of having a child, but now so many years had passed that they'd resigned themselves to childlessness. One day when the sun was shining, Bobble and Boblinka stood at the door of their hut, watching the boys and girls make snowmen. Their happy laughter brought a tear to Boblinka's eye. If only we could have a child. Bobble touched her arm. Let's make a snow child. Come on, we're not too old for fun and games. It will warm our old bones and gladden our hearts. So the old people ran out into the snow, much to the children's amusement. 
and busied themselves making a child of snow. Let's make it a girl, said Boblinka. I always wanted a daughter. When the snow girl was made, the couple stood back to admire their handiwork. Just then, the snow child began to shiver and shake. It shone with a silver light that made the old couple screw up their eyes. When they could look again, instead of a snow girl, there stood Snegorochka. She had been born a human, just as she wished. Snegorochka was the daughter Bobble and Boblinka had always dreamed of. She helped her new parents with their chores and was often singing and merry. But she would never sit too close to the stove, preferring a seat by the door where the icy wind whistled through the cracks. She would often go into the forest, which worried Bobble very much at first. But every time she came back, she was always accompanied by a little red fox. Bobble began to think the fox was taking care of her, which of course it was, for it was one of the forest spirits in disguise. But Snegorochka's greatest delight was to sit in the window at the evening hour, when the music of ram's horns announced that the shepherds were coming home from the hills. Then she could run to the door of the hut, in order to see Lel as he passed. Play me a song, Lel, please. What will you give me for my song? asked Lel one night. Will you give me a kiss? Snegorochka screwed up her face. She had seen young couples planting kisses on lips and cheeks. It seemed a pointless action. its petals are, yet it thrives among the snowdrifts. It is a true treasure. Here, I will put it in your buttonhole. Now it was Lel's turn to make a face. What do I want with the flower? It will only fade away. He turned towards the other village girls, who crept towards him giggling. Which one of you can catch me and earn a kiss? And Lel and the girls ran off together. At the same time, another maiden in the village was preparing for her wedding. Kupava was betrothed to the merchant, Musgir. Both she and her parents approved the match, for he had paid a price in gold coins almost as handsome as he was. With his curling beard and broad chest, he was more than a youth, yet young enough to be vigorous. In Kupava's mind, the wedding couldn't come soon enough. Kupava had made friends with Snegorochka since she'd come to the village. So it was only natural that at the betrothal ceremony, she called Snegorochka into the circle of maidens to dance their last dance with Kopava before she became a bride. But when Miss Girl laid eyes on Snegorochka, he became as one bewitched. Who is that? he gasped. I've never seen such beauty in my life. Tell me the maiden's name. That is Snegorochka, the villagers said adopted daughter of Bobble and Boblinka. Snegorochka, Miss Gur breathed. And from that moment he paid no more attention to Kupava than he would a wooden doll. Kupava was distraught. She pleaded and enticed Miss Gur, scolded and cursed him, but it made no difference. 
Snegorotchka, for her part, was baffled. Why did Miss Gurr keep following her instead of Kabava? Didn't those two belong together? Like Bobble and Boblinka? Like Father Frost and Beautiful Spring? She only wanted Lel. Not this man as broad and hairy as a bear. I've changed my mind, Miss Gurr announced. I will no longer wed Kabava. I love the maiden, Snegorotchka. At this, Kabava became hysterical. I thought you were my friend! She screamed at Snegorotchka. And you, Miss Gurr, you have insulted both me and my family. As she collapsed, sobbing to the ground, Lel ran to support her. decided the only thing to be done was to take the case to the Tsar himself. In those days, the Tsar's court travelled about the land, so the little father could judge his subjects fairly. In due time, the Tsar arrived in that place, setting up his pavilion in the village square. Kubava's parents stood before the golden throne and begged the Tsar to hear their case. Little father, Miss Gurr must be made to marry our daughter, they pleaded. Most of the villagers agreed.
the contest began immediately. Lel took out his flute to play, and the youths and maidens of the village danced a circle around him. Each wore a crown of flowers on their head. Snegorochka danced up to Lel, and placed a flowery crown on his head while he played on. A whole crown of flowers was better than a single bloom. Now Lel would understand how much she liked him. When the music stopped, the watching Tsar gave his command. Youths and mates, now it is the time to choose your sweethearts. I will bless any matches made today. He looked at Lel. You too, young shepherd. Will you now choose the fair Snegorochka? Have you won her heart? <gasps> choose me! Choose me, Lel! Snegorochka stood on her tiptoes. Her heart is ice, Lel said. He went and put his arm around Kupava. This is the bride I choose, a complete woman, who will warm my bed and satisfy my heart. Not a cold snow maiden whose only gift is flowers. Snegorochka gave a cry of anguish. Lel had betrayed her. And Kupava too, how could they? As she watched, Lel led Kupava to the Tsar and kissed her in the presence of all the villagers. The Tsar stood and everybody followed him to bless the match at the shrine of the sun god. Snegorochka stood sobbing. Lel, beautiful Lel, how could you abandon me? Am I not pretty enough? Am I boring and stupid? I can love you too, I know I can. Just give me time. Don't leave me, Lel. She was sobbing so hard that she didn't notice Miss Gurr until he whispered in her ear, Forget the boy. I'll show you how a real man loves. He seized her hand and pressed it to his lips. No, get off me, Snegorochka snatched her hand back. I don't want you, I want Lel. Lel, what can the shepherd boy give you? In my house you'll want for nothing. I'll treat you like the princess you are. I don't love you, said Snegorochka. And you don't love Lel either. It's just an infatuation. Miss Gurr ran a finger along her jawline. Sweet, beautiful Snegorochka. You have not yet awoken to the stirrings of love. But I can thaw that chilly heart. You will fall in love with me. Just wait and see. Stop it. Go away. Snegorochka pushed Miss Gurr away and ran into the forest. The little red fox at her heels. Mother, mother, I need you she cried. In a twinkling, the beautiful spring appeared beside her daughter and put her fragrant arms about her. Don't weep, little daughter. Whatever is the matter? I need to love. I want to love. I'm sick of everyone saying I have a cold heart. The beautiful spring looked at her seriously. Snegorochka, remember your father's warning. It is not in your nature to fall in love. If you do, you will melt away. She stroked her daughter's hair. Isn't it time you came home? Leave the humans to their ways. Your father and I will always love you despite our differences. And the little red fox will always be true. Snegorochka only wept more. I want to be properly human. I, I want to love so I can get married like they do and not be alone. I don't want Kupafa to have what I can't have. I'm tired of being a snow maiden. Spring kissed her daughter's forehead. My child, you are as human as they are. You don't need to fall in love for that. If you try to change your nature, you will break. Oh, but I cannot bear your tears. 
your wish is granted. I will give you the gift of love. And she disappeared into the forest, taking the fox with her. Snegorochka is in love with me and will be my bride. Praise to the sun god. The Tsar lifted his arms to pronounce the blessing. Miss Gur drew Snegorochka close and they kissed tenderly, deeply, in full view of the whole village. Snegorochka's heart hammered. A fire was pulsing in her blood, a burning deep in her marrow. Was this ecstasy or death? It felt like both. She couldn't stand it and yet she Look at the snow maiden. Miss Gurr clutched in disbelief at the sodden dress in his arms. At his feet lay a pool of water. Snegorochka, he cried, but his words were mere air. The snow maiden had melted, and with her death, the first sun of spring rose strong and bright over the land of the Bevendians. The first spring in fifteen years. listening to Asexual Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast. If you really enjoyed it and want to buy me a coffee, you can do that at ko-fi.com slash Elizabeth Hopkinson 48513. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at hidden underscore grove or go to my website elizabethhopkinson.uk where you'll find links to all my books. All the links are in the episode description. I really appreciate all your support. Stay safe and keep reading.